So how can a religious system that produces envy of oneself and of others be beneficial for oneself and for them? What is auspicious about following such a system? What is actually to be gained by causing pain uh, to one's own self due to self-envy and by causing pain to others? One arouses your anger and practices irreligion. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Okay, so. Om Ajnana Timurandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya. Chakshur Unmilitam Yena. Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha. So I wanted to focus on one particular thing in this purport. It's, uh, let's see, one, two. It's the second paragraph. Srila Prabhupada writes that one may argue that the sacrifice of animals is recommended in the Vedas. I don't have anyone, has anyone ever heard that? Yeah, some, because sometimes some people will say that. Uh, this recommendation, however, is a restriction. Without Vedic restrictions on the purchase of meat, people will purchase meat from the market, which it will be overflooded with meat shops and slaughterhouses will increase. And obviously, we see that today, right? That it's, 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 you know, we, nobody even thinks twice whether they're going to the, uh, I think it's called the Tesco in England or to the Giants or Safeway or whatever in America. There's a whole, you know, huge section, uh, several sections that serve, uh, meat. The restriction to restrict this, sometimes the Vedas say, that one may eat meat after sacrificing an insignificant animal like a goat before the goddess Kali. In any case, a system of religion in which animal sacrifices is recommended is inauspicious for those who perform the sacrifices and for the, and of course, for the animals as well, right? So, the, uh, the, but what is interesting about this um, and what may require some discussion on our part is that Prabhupada will say, different things at different times, right? Uh, the, uh, um, on one hand, and we'll hear some quotes in a second, the restricting of inappropriate behavior is a, uh, is a good thing, right? To regulate it and, and restrict it. And on the other hand, there's the kind of like cold turkey, like this is just awful, forget about it. As they say in New York, forget about it, right? So, um, and Prabhupada will, will, will talk about both. So let's, uh, I'll give you a quote. Um, this is from the Srimad Bhagavatam purport in the 11th chapter of the first canto. We may not hate even the prostitutes if they are devotees of the Lord. Even to date, there are many prostitutes in great cities of India who are sincere devotees of the Lord. By tricks of chance, one may be obliged to adopt a profession which is not very adorable in society, but that does not hamper one in executing devotional service to the Lord. Devotional service to the Lord is uncheckable in all circumstances. It is understood herewith that even in those days, about 5,000 years ago, there were prostitutes in a city like Dwaraka, where Lord Krishna resided. This means that prostitutes are necessary citizens for the proper upkeep of society. The government opens wine shops, but does this 
Uh, but this does not mean that the government encourages the drinking of wine. The idea is that there is a class of men who will drink at any cost, and it has been experienced that prohibition in great cities encouraged illicit smuggling of wine. And of course, if we know, I don't know what it was like in England, but if we know the history of America, that was very much true that when there was prohibition, I believe it was the 1920s, um, there was all kinds of... Uh, of uh, gangsters, I think was the word they used in those days, who made a lot of money out of uh, selling liquor. It is better that prostitutes be available in the marketplace so that the sanctity of society can be maintained. It is better to maintain a class of prostitutes than to encourage prostitutes within society. The real reformation is to enlighten all people to become devotees of the Lord, and that will check all kinds of deteriorating factors of life. Okay, now compare that to this, which is six chapters later in the same first canto. Following the footsteps of Maharaj Prakshit, all executive heads of state have a duty to see that the principles of religion, namely austerity, cleanliness, mercy, and truthfulness, are established in the state, and that the principles of irreligion, namely pride, illicit female association or prostitution, intoxication and falsity are checked by all means. And to make the best use of a bad bargain, the personality of Kali um, may be transferred to places of gambling, drinking, prostitution, and animal slaughter if there are any places like that. Those who are addicted to these irreligious habits may be regulated by the injunctions of the scripture. In no circumstances should such habits be encouraged by the saints. In other words, the state should categorically stop all sorts of gambling, drinking, prostitution, and falsity. The state which wants to eradicate corruption by majority may introduce the principles of religion in the following manner. And this uh, came up the other day. I, I'm, I'm teaching a Bhakti Shastri class in Coimbatore in India, South India. And a devotee asked about, um, <laughs> it's funny, you know, sometimes when people ask a question, I have a friend, dot, 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 you sometimes wonder if they're talking about themselves, <laughs> right? But uh, either way, they said, uh, I have a friend who um, feels that he's addicted to movies. He has a very stressful job. And when he really feels stressed out, he watches a movie and he feels he wants to stop. But, um, but he's very stressed but he hasn't been able to. So, uh, and I was asked that question during the Bhakti Shastri class, put on, put on the spot a bit, as you might think. So first of all, so I was thinking, you know, it really would depend on the person. I don't know the person, so how could I answer it? Some people, you just say, stop it, right? There's a funny uh, YouTube clip of, uh, oh, what's that comedian's name? Conway? Is there a comedian named Conway? Uh, I forget. Henry, you should know. Anyway, uh, it, it's just a, a funny clip where the, a woman goes to a psychiatrist. He's a psychiatrist, and she's like, I can't do this. I can't. And he just yells at her, stop it. <laughs> and he just keeps on. Keeps on. Uh, Tim Conway. Yeah, thank you. Gurdas. Yeah, so you can, you can Google that if you wish. Tim Conway and stop it. I think it's Tim. I'm pretty sure it's Tim Conway. It might. Anyway. Whatever, that's not important. Uh, but, you know, um, 
and that works for some people just like what? you know just like stop right just like uh I, I told you when you deal with i lived in Vrindavan for so many years when you're dealing with the dogs of Vrindavan, you don't try to make nice with them when they're barking barking you just go what? and they just kind of they go away you know like that uh and so sometimes we can do that with our mind just like what? okay you know cancel your netflix uh um, subscription, right? And, you know, don't, don't, you know, block YouTube from your computer or whatever, even though I just told you about YouTube. Um, and then there's others that you might say, well, you know, instead of watching the late, cause this was Coimbatore, the, the latest Hollywood or Bollywood movie, um, you know, why not wean yourself off of movies by watching documentaries or watching movies that have a spiritual, some, some kind of, uh, uh, sattvic or, or moral value, right? And, you know, just kind of, uh, what do they say in Hindi? Dire, dire, you know, slowly, slowly, uh, wean someone off. And it really depends on the, the person. So I was thinking about that when we were reading, when, uh, reading these two somewhat different purports, uh, that I just read to you that, um, that, you know, we may, that, that how do you encourage, you know, we're talking in practical terms that none of us are, you know, mayors of a city or, or, you know, um, prime ministers or presidents where we could actually do what Maharaj Prikshit said. But how do we encourage devotees to, when they want to come to a higher standard than the standard that they're on? And it, I think it really it has to do with knowing the person. Uh, and um, and some people you just you know go hut, and some people you say okay just slowly slowly. Um, and I think it, it, it was an interesting point that I you know uh, in Prabhupada's purport here, and then reading from the first canto. Some thoughts on this? Questions, comments? I thought this was going to provoke like a huge uh, discussion. <laughs> it was like. I think it's Bob Newport, by the way. That sounds great. What's that? What's that, Andy? Oops. Um, I think it's Bob Newhart. Bob Newhart, that's who it was. Bob yeah, Newhart, yeah, so yeah. Bob I'll Newhart. put the link to the video for it. Yeah, yeah. okay. Bob Newhart, yeah. <laughs> uh, Raghunanda Prabhu, are you going to say something? Yes, Prabhu. Um, change is gradual. Um, uh, what one thing I have noticed is when I want to change, it's gradual, but when I want others to change, I demand it immediately. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, Especially our children. Yeah. So I, uh, when I recognize that and I say, okay, I, I have to go easy on others, then it becomes, life becomes much more uh, pleasant for me and others. Yeah. Uh, and secondly, if for change to happen, uh, as Prabhupada used to say, if somebody wants to become a drunkard, associate with drunkards. Mm. So if I want to acquire a particular quality, then I can associate with devotees that have that quality. Very nice. Very well said. Yes. Yeah. Other thoughts? Okay. Uh, I heard two different Hare Krishna Prabhus. Oh, that was Nandi, Nandi Muki, I think. Right, Nandi Muki? Ah, 
you recognize okay I, I recognize your voice yeah I don't know why it's it's just like everyone else in America I believe Gurudas probably have something too oh go ahead you will have Gurudas next well ladies first go ahead <laughs> okay so I was thinking about this two simulate of controversy <laughs> very good <laughs> And did you just bring about um, and know the, um, the re- irreligious part of the activities? Uh, on the one hand, Prabhupada kind of be very generous, and on the other hand, uh, it seems like put uh, hot on all this. I think, um, from my point of view, I think, um, like, uh, beyond just simply controversies is that the principle, the the purpose, is that to help mm-hmm. the persons, to help the people from gliding even to a darker side of mm-hmm. the material existence. Very good. Yes, and and, and society in general, right? Prabhupada, you know, sometimes we have to decipher that. Thank you for bringing that up, Nandi Muki. Because sometimes we have to decipher. Prabhupada is sometimes talking from a um, society-wide point of view, and sometimes he's he's speaking to his disciples and committed yeah. members. And sometimes it's hard to know when he's doing what. So that's that's a, so yes. And I think you're that anyway. That's a very good point that you're making, Nandi Mugi. That here he's kind of talking. Um, well, in both times, he's kind of talking from a societal point of view, but um, but obviously, for his initiated devotees uh, who've taken vows, that's a that's a different uh, program, right? Yeah, yeah. Once once we've uh, taken vows, and and I, and I think that's an important thing to uh, to to remember that you know we may I mean. I, I, I often talk to my wife, for those of you who don't know, my wife's a temple president here. And, um, you know, she says, we don't know what all these people that come on a Sunday, we have no idea what they're doing when they're not at the temple. Who knows? And and really, who cares in one sense? It's up to them. Uh, you know, because everyone, I think we all know this, right? We all put on our most saintly behavior when we're at the temple. Hare Krishna Prabhu, yes, yes, right? Right, and we, you know, we dress paka tilak and everything, uh, and who knows what they do? But you know, we are. But you know, part of our service and my wife's service, especially, is to bring those devotees gradually or quickly, depending on their desire, to um, to a standard where they can, you know, develop their love for Krishna. So, yeah, Nandi Mukhi, it's 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 it, there's two different levels, isn't it? But kind of like I think what you're hinting at, there's your personal level that if you do things that are not favorable to Krishna consciousness, you won't make as uh, advancement as quickly. And the so- society is, it should be generally peaceful where there aren't, you know, um, extramarital affairs and, and, and drunk driving and, 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 you know, things that, uh, that, that corrupt society in a general sense. If not, everyone's going to be a, uh, you know, Gaudiya Vaishnava. Did you want to say anything else, Nani Muki? Uh, no. Okay, thank you. Uh, Gurudas Prabhu? Hare Krishna. Yeah, go ahead, Prabhu. Sure. 
first of all, Will said to Raghunanda about uh, about uh, having patience with others based on what we expect for ourselves. Um, that was very nicely communicated, and um, I was actually very shocked after I had been in the movement a while, and I first found out that uh, uh, Prabhupada had written about how meat-eating was uh, actually acceptable in, in certain circumstances. Right. Um, over time, uh, by the grace of Guru, you realize Tikshaspa uh, Karunika, the really uh, overarching mercy of the spiritual master, how he really wants everyone to advance Krishna consciousness. And so even those who are, you know, who can't even meet the minimum standard there are opportunities given it's it's quite yeah. wonderful yeah it's like at 26 second avenue when the uh Prabhupada was talking about a drunkards and he says a drunkard can think that krishna is a taste in wine like that so again uh henry don't get any ideas uh, <laughs> but <laughs> i'm just pulling his leg but uh yeah Thank you. So let's move on to the next verse. The next verse is, and uh, so this is 43, and we are going up to, oh, only to 44. Okay. Uh, so 43. My dear Lord, one's occupational duty is instructed in Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita according to your point of view, which never deviates from the highest goal of life. Those who follow their occupational duties under your supervision, being equal to all living entities, moving and non-moving, and not considering high and low, are called Aryans. Such Aryans worship you, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And of course, for someone who's, uh, if, you're re if you're reading this to someone who's not familiar with Krishna consciousness, very quickly explain the term Aryan, because it kind of has a somewhat negative connotation since... Uh, Adolf Hitler um, co-opted it. So if you, if you, you know, if you ever see someone's, you know, or read, you know what I mean, be careful to uh, explain that the original meaning of the term and that it, it predates Mr. Hitler by thousands of years. Yeah, don't join, don't join Aryan nation on the yeah, exactly, and uh, that's not the right Aryan. Right, right. The the swastika also predates. Yes, and the swastika, of course, is the Vedic swastika is uh, on a different angle than the than the yeah the Russian uh, German one. Okay, um, next verse, my lord. It is not possible for one to be immediately freed from all material contamination by uh, seeing you, not to speak of seeing you personally. Uh, merely by hearing the holy name. Wait a second, let me read. My dear, my Lord, it is not impossible. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> it is not impossible for one to be immediately freed from all material contamination by seeing you. Not to speak of seeing you personally, merely by hearing the holy name of your Lordship only once. Even Chandalas, men of the lowest class, are freed from all material contamination. 
under the circumstances, who will not be freed from material contamination simply by seeing you. And Prabhupada writes um, towards the end of the second per- uh, paragraph, Sangsara, material existence, is a result of sinful actions. Um, somebody's trying to contact me, but um, not now. Uh, everyone in this material world is condemned. Yet as there are different grades of prisoners, there are different grades of men. All of them in all statuses of life are suffering. To stop the suffering of material existence, one must take to the Hare Krishna movement of Sankirtan or Krishna conscious life. Herein it is said, Yanama Sakrich Charvanat. The holy name of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is so powerful that if once heard without offenses, it can purify the lowest of men, Kirata Hunin Hunindra Pulina Pulkasa. Such men who are called Chandalas or less than Sudras, but they also can be purified simply by hearing the holy name of the Lord not to speak of personally seeing the Lord. Let me just reply to this person and tell them I'm giving a class now. So they don't keep trying to bother. Okay. Um, so important point that everyone can be purified regardless. And this is a, of course, we could apply this um, here in America. It's such a class war right now, isn't it? With and and our new president is very much emphasizing, um, kind of like this purport. You could say, in some ways, that we should, everyone should be treated with respect and dignity. Mm. But what Prabhupada is saying in this purport is significant because he's acknowledging. And this is something that, you know, your average person on the street does not understand, that we take our birth according to our previous karma. And there are um, higher and lower in terms of piety. Um, uh, chandalas and sudras are not on the... Uh, mm, he, he still wants to chat, and I'm going to just not reply. <laughs> um are not on the same level of brahmanas by birth. And we know that when one becomes a Vaishnava, then that Vaishnava transcends um, every everything. Um, I was just, I'm attending a class um, out of the Oxford Center for Hindu Studies on uh, Gaudiya history. So yesterday we had a class with uh, His Grace Gopinath Acharya Prabhu. I don't know how many of you know him, but he's, a, he's an amazing devotee and an amazing scholar. Um, highly, he teaches classes in Oxford, so that shows you what kind of... And he's a very, very sweet devotee. I don't know if, um, if Amanda or Jay know him, but uh, very nice. We can't miss him. He's six foot ten. He's very tall. He's extremely tall. <laughs> But he's very bad at basketball. My son always said that. What a waste of height. I know Gopinath Acharya. I met him at, um, at your son's wedding. He's a very nice man. Yeah, very nice. Lady. So he was um, explaining, and maybe uh, uh, Raghunandan or others might be comment on this, but 
he was saying that one difference between, because uh, we're doing audio Vaishnav studies, so we're talking where, you know, he was saying that one of the uh, differences, um, subtle, small differences in one sense, because uh, between the Sri Vaishnavas and the Gaudiya Vaishnavas is that um, at least some of the commentaries after Ramanuja, they were, they say that, of course, yes, Vaishnava is transcendental, but still uh, caste has a place. Uh, it, ha- it is a, uh, I'm trying to look at my notes here that I took yesterday. Um, uh, that we don't totally, that a Vaishnava uh, doesn't totally lose their caste. The body is still there. Or as we say, you know, the, uh, the parabda karma, the manifest karma is still there um, because uh, until we die. So some of the rules still apply to the different levels. But um, he, but Gopinath was saying that the Gaudiya, the Gaudiya Vaishnava, especially group of the six Goswamis, uh, take a more radical um approach to this that bhakti destroys even manifest karma and he says rupa goswami jiva goswami vishnu chakravarti thakur bhakti siddhanta sarasati thakur all say the same thing that bhakti is totally independent um and it doesn't matter at all about the birth um and while other traditions he say may say this to praise bhakti the gaudias actually say uh don't just say it it is a fact to them and that manifest karma is is eradicated by by bhakti. Now, of course, we have to actually practice bhakti to to have that happen. And he said, Shila Bhakti Sananta Sarasati Thakur went so far as to say that uh, every every Vaishnava is automatically a Brahmana. He said, and he said to call a Vaishnava a sudra is offensive. So we're just picking up on this here. As, and, and if we study the history of, of, of India, the Vedic culture, you know, the, this, this principle that the Gaudiya Vaishnavas accept based on the Bhagavatam, not just like, oh, it's just a cool idea, uh, is, is powerful and it's, um, um, it's revolutionary. <laughs> It's revolutionary that, that, okay, we get whatever birth we get. And Krishna says this, right? That everyone, you know, whatever their birth, so-called lower births, have the same opportunity to take to Krishna consciousness and go back home, back to Godhead. So I just think that it's very important to appreciate this point in as deeply as possible, because one could even argue, and of course, we, we never, ever, ever, ever think like this, but Prabhupada was not born into a Brahmin family, right? His father was a, a, a merchant, his father, you know, and, and you know, <laughs> we'd never think like, <laughs> now what's a speaker of Haridas Thakur? Haridas Thakur is the Namacharya. Uh, yeah. And it's actually very, Gopinath was talking, Gopinath Acharya Prabhu was talking about this yesterday. He said it's, it's, so significant that he's the Namacharya because he uh, there's a he says there's a lot of historical proof that he never gave up his Sufi I, Sufi is a form of Islam Sufi Vesh and you see p- older pictures of him with his beard and everything like that and and that's and he was so he that's why he wasn't allowed in the Jagannath Temple because he you know he didn't uh, but he is the Namacharya so just see how how broad 
the followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu or how liberal Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is. That time that Sanatan Goswami was standing out, was outside and Lord Chaitanya sent his, was a Govinda. He sent his servant to go get the, there's a wonderful Vaishnav out there. And uh, he said, no, no, there's no Vaishnav out there. I didn't see any. And he says, was there, is there someone? No, bring him in. Uh, so you can't, we don't judge books by our, their cover in, 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 uh, as followers of Lord Chaitanya. Some uh, thoughts on this? Yeah, I do. Okay. I, I don't think it's just a good thing. I think it's a necessary thing. Yeah. Because I remember uh, some contacts, Prabhupada was asked something about in his history. He said, that doesn't matter now. Mm-hmm. Right? From where I am now, what we're doing, it doesn't matter. I don't even want to discuss it. Right. I think the whole, I, I don't, I'm offended by the whole idea of higher and lower. Because like in your car, right, there's all these fancy gleaming dashboard and and things but there's a little pinion gear down in the bottom of the transmission and if that shatters the whole car is going to grind <laughs> to a fault yes. so the whole idea of higher and lower is just a corruption of maya that you need in maya if you had a perfect krishna conscious world there would be no question you would just all be components there would be no question of higher and lower right everybody doing their thing everybody happy so this idea of higher and lower is a necessary corruption of how we have to view the world that, that's so i'm glad yes. vaishnavism supports that i would say yes and not yes or that there are there is um especially in the material world but also in the spiritual there is higher and lower in the sense that there's lower planets there's medium planets there's the heavenly planets um <laughs> there's some jobs that maybe you know maybe you prefer to um be a kirtan leader than, than the uh, person who cleans the sewer. Um, but at the same time, and as you're saying, Andy, all are necessary. You see, uh, um, the social view of, of uh, Krishna consciousness is, is egalitarian and complementarian. Egalitarian in the sense on the spiritual level, everyone is equal. You know, the person who's, you know, uh, the puffed up the proud Brahmin in, in his or her next life, maybe, uh, you know, whatever, uh, you know, a dog in Switzerland or something. Right. Um, and, and at the same time, like we were talking a few minutes ago about, about the smooth function of society, not everyone can just study the Vedas all day. If you actually want to have a society, you need people who clean, people who do business, people who administer, people who study, um, you know, all, all of those things are needed. And it's uh, just like in the body, you need arms, you need legs, you need a belly, you need your, your head, your intelligence. And they're supposed to, they're all meant to cooperate with one another. Um, at the same time, Prabhupada would sometimes say, but you know, if you lose a leg or an arm, you can still live. If you lose your head, <laughs> finished. So it's not that, you know, he's saying a Brahmin is better, but that a society needs people who have studied the scriptures, understand them, and can guide the others. Is that all right with you, Andy? You're on mute, so maybe that's Christian's arrangement. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, I won't say too much. But I just think that when you really get to the bottom of it, it's not really scriptural. 
because it says that the Lord has no favorites. He doesn't really yes. like or dislike anybody. Yes. For him, everything is totally an ant. It's the same as an elephant or a tree or anything. Or That's a person. right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That you're right. Yes. And that, and therefore, um, in ours, in, 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 in this con, uh, bhakti is, uh, uh, I hate to use the word, but bhakti trumps varnashram. And, or you could say varnashram is only good when it's daivi varnashram, when people are performing their duties for Krishna's pleasure. But yes. Otherwise, you know, I'm just a low class dude from New York. You know, how, what nerve do I have to uh, be, uh, you know, teaching someone like, you know, Raghunandam who was a Brahmin from South India? You know, it's totally bogus. Right? <clears throat> or what's the speak of Nandi Muki, a Brahmini from China? I, I'm just glad we have Gaudiya Vaishnava. Yes, so am I. <laughs> what I found out today, it's really durable and it's really the most correct philosophy I know of. If yes. I find a better one, I'm going to join it, and I'll be going. Well, you tell me about it before you join it and leave, all right? I'll, I'll follow you. <laughs> Other uh, questions or comments? Hare Krishna, this is Jivta Tudas. Yes, Prabhu. So, in 7th Canto, Prahlad Maharaj, uh, he reveals that uh, a Brahman may not be able to purify or deliver himself, while even a Vaishya, a Shudra is a Vaishya, a Dogita is a Vaishya, can deliver the whole family. So that example is being cited by one of the Mahajanas, right? Prahlad Maharaj mm. Mahajanas. And he is stating it very clearly that, uh, you know, Vaishnavism trumps uh, the Varnashram, the different caste system or the classes in the society. And the purpose of society is to engage in pleasing Krishna. So that is the focus. I think when people lose that focus, then they get bewildered and being attached with, you know, material energy, thinking that I'm a Brahmana, he's a Kshatriya, that person is a Vaishya and right. Shudra. Then they're making this distinction at the bodily level, not understanding the purpose behind the various classes. Hare Krishna. Yes. And at the same time, we don't poo-poo Varnashram because Krishna says he created it. <laughs> But he meant, but you know, Chatur Varnyam Mayasvistam Guna Karma Vipagasa, based on people's guna and karma. And it, you know, we we just totally messed up Krishna's uh, plan because his plan was everyone would cooperate with each other, just like the arms cooperate with the legs, and the legs cooperate with the belly, and the belly. You know, Prabhupada would joke, right? He would say that the uh, the the hand isn't going to say, uh, "No, I'm going on strike." You know, why should I feed the belly? Why do I have to put food in my mouth? Why can't I just keep it in my hand? What is this? Right? Mm -hmm. so, so society is meant to cooperate. And, but, but, you know, most, but, you know, that's why we're so careful because the caste system is denigrated throughout the world and rightfully so because of the way it's been corrupted. And, you know, uh, you know, I, I, we all know this, I guess, but, uh, you know, you see in the matrimonials and the Hindustan times or times of India, you know, and, you know, very light skinned girl from Brahmin family is seeking. And not only is he seeking a Brahmin boy, but he has to have a, a higher degree and be making a lot of money. <laughs> right. You know, and, and all those things, you know, and Hare Krishna. His Holiness Japataka Maharaj says something very interesting that, uh, you may have your plan, I may have my plan, but Krishna's plan is the plan that's going to get executed. 
So, you know, even when we think from our perspective, Brahma's life looks amazingly large, right? 311 trillion solar years. But it's one breathing of Mahavishnu. Right. So finally, means the purpose is to claim the souls. They get claimed nevertheless as per Krishna's plan. And he has a nice superintendent to take care of all the ones who are disobeying his law. <laughs> the Chaturvarna Maya system still, you know, only the people who understand the purpose and carry out the purpose, they get enlightenment. They become this, you know, Brahman Bhavitekana Bhagyavana Jiva, Guru Krishna Prasada Paya Bhakti Lata Vija. So again, those people who become obedient, they get the opportunity to be that fortunate souls that they can take the shelter and go back home. Hare Krishna. Okay, so let's carry on to today's verses. <laughs> And we are going up to, let me go back to my uh, notes, up to 45. Oh, no, 40, yeah, no, the next verse. Okay, verse 45. Therefore, my dear Lord, simply seeing you has now wiped away all the contamination of sinful activities and their results of material attachment and lusty desires, which always filled my mind and the core of my heart. Whatever is predicted by the great sage Narada Muni cannot be otherwise. In other words, I have obtained your audience as a result of being trained by Narada Muni. Prabhupada writes, this is the process of the perfect way. One must take lessons from authorities like Narada, Vyas, and As, uh, Asita and follow their principles. Then one will be able to see the Supreme Personality of God even with one's own eyes. One only needs training. And what's that training? Atashi Krishna Namadi Nabhavek Krayam Indriyai. With our blunt eyes and other senses, we cannot perceive the Supreme Personality of God. But if we engage our senses in the service of the Lord, according to the instructions of the authorities, it will be possible to see Him. So that is the training that Prabhupada is giving us to engage our senses in the service of the Lord, according to his and the Guru Pampara and Prabhupada's instru- uh, Krishna's instructions, then we will be able to see him. And uh, this is, of course, a, a very important and famous verse. It's, it's from the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Um, Therefore, material senses cannot appreciate Krishna's holy name, form, qualities, and pastimes. When a conditioned soul is awakened to Krishna consciousness, and render service by using his tongue to chant the Lord's holy name and taste the remnants of the Lord's food, the tongue is purified, and one gradually comes to understand who Krishna really is. So when we take the Krishna consciousness, we literally purify our senses gradually. And because our senses, you know, can't fully recognize and understand Krishna's name, form, qualities, and pastimes. But when we become purified, by a service, and not just service, but a service attitude. Krishna tastes the bhakti more than the um, paneer or whatever, right? He tastes the bhakti, right? And therefore, he says, uses the word bhakti twice, you know, in that first, patram pushpam palam toyam yome bhakti parayachati, taraham bhakti paritam. If one offers me with love and devotion, a leaf, a flower, fruit, or water, I accept it. Mm. So that is what Krishna tastes. And, and this is the, you know, because in the, in the verse, 
it says that uh, he was trained by Narada Muni. So Prabhupada is taking that and then one needs training. And then he quotes this verse of what does that training mean? And that means engaging our senses in Krishna's service. That means the eyes to see Krishna, the, the, the tongue to chant Hare Krishna, the ears to hear Krishna Kata, like that. Mm. So some questions or comments on this point about training and that verse, Atashi Krishna Namadi. That's a pretty straightforward point, but a significant one nonetheless. Uh, Suganda has put, don't try, ah, she is quoting Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur. This is what we've been missing today, Suganda's quotes. Don't try to see Krishna, act in such a way that Krishna wants to see you. Yes. What a beautiful, it's such a beautiful consciousness. Um, and one can be thinking that one's, the one is, like Prabhupada would say that Never, there's no time that he's that he's not in contact with his Guru Maharaj. So imagine if if every one of our acts and every one of our thoughts were for the pleasure of our spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada, of Lord Chaitanya, Lord Krishna. Imagine what what world would be, what our world would be like. Even if the world may go to hell, him and the world may, may still have problems. But imagine what our world would be like if we were. Uh, doing that 24-7. You know, as the song goes, what a wonderful world that would it would be. <laughs> okay, then we can carry on. That was... Okay, we're going up to 51. Oh, unlimited Supreme Personality of Godhead. Whatever a living entity does in this material world is well known to you. That's scary. Because you are the super soul. In the presence of the sun, there is nothing to be revealed but the light of a, uh, by the light of a glowworm. So, um, we use the word firefly, right? For glowworm. Right? So if you're not familiar with glowworm, it's firefly. So <laughs> remember, we've talked so much right about how there's such amazing metaphors and similes and analogies in in the Shastra. Isn't this just great? <laughs> Compare the sun to the light of a firefly, <laughs> right? It's just, uh, it's such a, a beautiful kind of graphic idea, right? So in the presence of the sun, there is nothing to be revealed by the light of a glowworm. Similarly, because you know everything, in your presence, there is nothing for me to make known. My dear Lord, you are the creator, maintainer, and annihilator of this cosmic manifestation. But persons who are too materialistic and who always see separateness do not have eyes with which to see you. They cannot understand your real position, and therefore they conclude that the cosmic manifestation is independent of your opulence. My Lord, you are the supreme pure, and you are full of all six opulences. Therefore, I offer my respectful obeisances unto you. My dear Lord, it is after you endeavor that Lord Brahma, Indra, and other directors of the cosmic manifestation become occupied with their activities. It is after you perceive the material energy, my Lord, that the senses begin to perceive. The Supreme Personality of Godhead holds all the universes in his head, heads like seeds of, a must, of mustard. 
I offer my respectful obeisances unto you, the, that supreme personality who has thousands of hoods. So here we're talking about whom? Any idea? Sankarshana. Sankarshana. And I was thinking Shesha, no? Universal form with all the cobras. Well, yeah, but... Uh, it's, uh, yeah, okay. Um, the one that yeah. Arjun saw. Yes, but I'm thinking specifically, isn't it talking about Shesha? You know, who's... Uh, Hold, has all the thousands of hoods. Sesha is a partial expansion of Sankarshan. Oh, Sankarshan, okay. Yes, correct. Thank you, Prabhu. Sukadeva Goswami continued to the Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Oh, here it is. Here's the name. Ananta, Dave. Being very much pleased with the prayers of offered by Chitraketu, the king of the Vidyadharas, replied to him as follows. O best of the Kuru dynasty, Maharaj Prikshit. Um... Oh, wait a second. He replied to him as follows, O best of the Kuru dynasty, Maharaj Prikshit. Sorry, <laughs> that was Sukadeva Swami saying that to Maharaj Prikshit. And now Anantadeva is saying, O king, as a result of your having accepted the instructions spoken about me by the great sages Narada and Angira, you have become completely aware of transcendental knowledge. Because you are now educated in the spiritual science, you have seen me face to face. Therefore, you are now completely perfect. All living entities moving and non-moving are my expansions and are separated from me. I am the super soul of all living entities who exist because I manifest them. I am the form of the transcendental vibrations like Omkar and Hare Krishna, Hare Rama. And I am the supreme absolute truth. These two forms of mine, namely the transcendental sound and the eternally blissful spiritual form of the deity are my eternal forms. They are not material. In the first paragraph, a few sentences down, Srila Prabhupada writes that, as stated in Bhagavad Gita, when one engages in devotional service 24 hours a day, tesham satayuktanam vajatam prittipurvakam, in accordance with the instructions of the spiritual master, his devotional service becomes more and more pleasing. Then the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is within the core of everyone's heart, speaks to the devotee, the Dami, Buddha Yogam Tam, Yenamam Upayantite. So I just, uh, I, I will, well, first I'll read a little bit. Well, first I'll just make this point. Um, I like this point more and more pleasing. It's kind of what we were just talking about, that uh, we don't become more and more pleased, at least in this sentence, our devotional service to Krishna becomes more and more pleasing to him. And that's actually, you know, as much as we say, Chan Hare Krishna, you'll be happy. When we, when we make advancement, we're not concerned with our happiness. We're concerned with Krishna's happiness. And that's our focus and how to be more and more pleasing to him. All right. And a little further down, uh, after the verse, Vadanti Tattapavidas, Mm. Prabhupada writes, the absolute truth exists eternally in three form features. Therefore, Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagavan combined are the substance. The, uh, so they are the substance, okay? Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagavan. This is just a little technical. Then the next paragraph. The categories of emanations from the non-substance are two, activities and forbidden activities, karma and vikarma. Karma refers to the pious life or material activities performed during the day 
and the mental activities of dreams at night. These are more or less desired activities, means, you know, they're, follow, they're part of the karma kanda, part of the Vedas. Vikarma, however, refers to illusory activities, which are something like the will of the wisp. These are activities that have no meaning. And a little further down, all material activities are actually illusory, and progress and illusion is simply a waste of time. These illusory activities are called akarya, and one must learn uh, of them from the instructions of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And then Prabhupada quotes the verse that said, the intricacies of action are very hard to understand. Therefore, one should know properly what action is, what forbidden action is, and what inaction is, or akarma, karma, and vikarma, which we studied well, those of us who studied the Bhagavad Gita studied this some time ago. So, um, hmm. so Brahman Paramatma, so the absolute truth, well, we understand uh, the verse, Parashya Shaktir Vividhaya Suyite, that everything comes from the absolute truth, even uh, illusion comes from, comes from Krishna. So, the, so the non-substance means uh, we understand, right, that the, that the material world is not illusory in the sense that it doesn't exist, but it is temporary. So that's what we mean here by non-substance. And so within that non-substance, we basically uh, we follow the path of either um, karma, where, which could elevate us to the, uh, into the heavenly planets, but still in the material world, still have to die. Shinye punye marte loka vishanti, still have to come down after our pious credits are run out. And then vikarma, which are um, um, illicit activities, uh, activities that are born from the illusory energy exclusively. Mm. And both of them are non-substance in the sense that they are illusory, um, they, are, they are temporary, and the results are temporary. But the substance is vadanti tat tatva vidhas tatvam yajganam avyam. The Supreme Lord in these three features, either as Brahman, Paramatma, and Bhagavan. So, in the, also in the next, is it the next verse? No, it's the one after that. Um, which one talks about Mayavad philosophy? Oh, no. Okay, the next verse, yes. Uh, it was interesting talking to hearing the class by um, Gopinath Acharya Prabhu yesterday. He was saying that often you'll see when Prabhupada is um, speaking strongly against Mayavadis in the purports, you'll often see that the translations... Um, could have a kind of a dvaitic tone to them. A dvaitic means, you know, impersonalism or mayavadism. And he said that that's not unusual. Um, he said that because Sukadeva Goswami, being the speaker of many things in the Bhagavatam, was impersonal before he became a devotee. So the language, it sometimes has an advaitin language to it. And therefore, Prabhupada often takes advantage of that to speak against the philosophy <laughs> in, a, in his purports. He also said that because of that, many Mayavadis really like the Bhagavatam. 
<laughs> because it has a, an Adwaitan kind of tone to it. Although the conclusion clearly <laughs> is not that at all. And he also said something interesting. I found that um, we don't uh, speak against the Adwaitan's experience. We speak against their philosophy. They may have some experience that's up between them and Krishna, right, in, in Brahman. But it's, we don't deny that. No, you don't have that experience, right? Uh, even even our shot, you know, Bhagavatam says that there is something there, like the water in a hoof print compared to an ocean. Uh, so we do, ex- there is some water in a hoof print, right? In the hoof print of a cat. Um, but the philosophy is what we don't accept. And, uh, and what, and we accept more that there, and therefore, uh, he was saying that Gaudiya's, um, accept the experience of Advaitins more than, uh, Sri Sampradaya. Sri Sampradaya just bashes impersonalism, just like, right? I see Raghunanapu smiling. It's just like, <laughs> and we have a little, we cozy up a little bit to them in the sense, like I just said. Now we don't, obviously we see Prabhupada speaking against Mayavad constantly, right? Um, and, but we accept it in the sense of this verse that's quoted here, Vedanti There is Brahman realization. Um, and the Sri Sampradaya, though we, they don't put as much emphasis on the Bhagavatam and that verse as Gaudiya's do. Uh, as I, I'm going to be taking this class for the next seven weeks, so when I hear things that I think are interesting, I'll... Uh, I'll, I'll tell you about them. Um, because it's, it is interesting to, uh, hear what he has to say. Um, I'm looking at the clock and let's just do, uh, 52 as well. In this, in this world of matter, which the conditioned soul accepts as consisting of enjoyable resources, the conditioned soul expands thinking that he is the enjoyer of the material world. Similarly, the material world expands in the living entity as a, as a source of enjoyment. In this way, they both expand, but because they are my energies, they are both pervaded by me. As a Supreme Lord, I am the cause of these effects, and one should know that both of them rest in me. And a few sentences down, Prabhupada writes that the living entity wrongly considers the physical elements to be resources meant for their enjoyment. You think that's true? The living entities wrongly consider the physical elements, earth, water, fire, air, ether, mind, intelligence, false ego. In other words, everything we see um, to be resources meant for their enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And they think themselves to be the enjoyer. Isn't it? It's a powerful sentence. However, neither of them is independent. They are both energies of the Lord. So, you know, I work in the Department of the Interior in America, uh, in the U.S., and we oversee so much of the most beautiful land in America, the Grand Canyon, uh, Glacier National Park, uh, Yosemite National Park, um, you know, on and on. There's 300, 450 national parks in, in the USA. So we go to a... Um, sunset in Glacier National Park and a person who's not a devotee goes and we're both awed by the beauty of the sunset 
right? But we just take it a step further and realize that the this is just this is just a spark of Krishna's beauty. Right? So we just make that connection. And therefore, so we may also be enjoying the sunset, but we're also connecting it with devotional service. Whereas most people say, oh, it's just so wonderful. It was just so beautiful. I had such a good time. And, you know, we may use that in our day-to-day discussions with people, but as devotees, we add, I had such a good time. I remembered Krishna and I saw the beauty of, you know, and it helped me think. Uh, I know so many devotees who've been to the Himalayas and they just say it gives them such realization of Krishna's power because they're just so awe-inspiring like that. So we make that Krishna Sambandha. Uh, and therefore, we don't have to renounce the world. We have to engage, see the world in connection with Krishna. So there is more. And uh, we also didn't do the last two ver- last verse. But I do have to start um, joining the uh, temple president's planning because we, we actually start at noon. So it's very nice to be with you. I will send out the homework assignments for the reading for next week. Um, and have a very wonderful Krishna conscious. Uh, if it's Akadasi where you are, happy Akadasi. And uh, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.